0: Welcome to Unearth Whispers, a community of dreamers and doers dedicated to elevating and creating a thriving mind, body, and spirit. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of how to navigate well-being in the modern age using a blend of science, ancient wisdom, intuition, and creativity. Join us for a chat, share your creative energy, and invest in you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to this episode. We will jump right in. Today we are going to be talking about the very important questions. Who are you? Who do you want to be? And a little bit about the process of cultivating awareness to be able to address these questions and integrate them so that you can improve and grow and create um, a reality that you feel more in line with. I do want to acknowledge um, initially labels may be flooding to your mind as you hear the question, who are you? Uh, It can be confusing. It can be overwhelming, but I do want to challenge you to allow these labels to fall away for the duration of this episode and just see what happens. You can come back to them to analyze them or sit with them from a new open perspective um, following this episode, but I would encourage you to try to create space from those labels and um, allow yourself just to listen, to reflect, and to see what comes up for you throughout this episode and the things we talk about. Anytime we are exploring sometimes really dense topics that can bring up a lot of emotions and fears and confusion, I think it's really important to create a safe, comfortable, enjoyable environment for you to do that important work. Grab a cup of tea, your favorite snack, put a nice moody light on, light a candle, whatever makes you feel more comfortable in your space, in your body. Feel free to stretch, do some somatic intuitive movements in your body, just moving your body in a way that feels right for you. Whatever is going to bring you to a space of comfort as we approach some some deeper some deeper topics. So I would like to begin every episode by taking a few moments to take a few centering breaths to bring us to a more balanced space of equilibrium and awareness, to still the mind and prepare us for some introspection. Wherever you're sitting Laying, standing. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Um, But just take a few moments to connect with your body. Maybe straighten your spine, sit up nice and tall. Have your feet planted on the ground below you. Close your eyes if you can, if that's safe for you in the environment you're in. I'm just going to begin by inhaling through the nose. And exhaling out through the mouth. Another inhale through the nose. And out through the mouth. You can take one, two, three more breaths. Whatever feels best for you. Just taking the next few moments to center and settle here in this present moment. Prepare for a beautiful next 30 minutes or so. All right, now that we are in a more balanced state, we will dive into the first subtopic of our theme today, which is awareness, creating space and the benefit of mindfulness. So, just to begin, we will cover what exactly is awareness. Awareness is simply that. It's being aware. It's being aware of your body in a space. It's being aware of your thoughts, your emotions, maybe your relationships with people. It's being aware of what is present. What is present in this moment? What um, what does your life look like? What is the context? Just being aware of what is, what is, simply there's also the concept of self-awareness which is turning that awareness inward. And that's a more intimate practice that takes cultivation uh, which you know can be cultivated through meditation, a yoga practice, spiritual um, routines and practices that help you connect with your your emotions, your energy field, your thoughts, um, just your inner your inner compass, whatever that means for you. Um that's self-awareness. And so this awareness is extremely important in addressing these questions of who are you and who do you want to be? Because if we are not aware of what is presently and there isn't a sense of stillness of the mind and in our thoughts, we we won't be able to answer these questions with a clear conscience from an authentic space where we can access what is true for us and, you know, block out and let fall away. The opinions, projections, expectations of others, the past, all of those aspects that can kind of cloud our understanding of who we are and who we want to be in this life. So cultivating awareness is extremely important in beginning this process of creating a beautiful life that you are aligned with, that you feel like you know who you are and you have developed into this person that you have always dreamed of being or maybe just along the way, you have said, wow, I want to be someone who does this. I want to be someone who's considered um, as this. I want to be someone who's looked at and revered for this. Whatever that looks like for you, awareness is point A. So like I said, mindfulness is an extremely beautiful practice that can help us create awareness, um, self-awareness as well as general awareness of our surroundings and we can do this a few different ways. So one super simple practice that is accessible to you um, anywhere at any time is a body scan and a five sense exercise. So these are two different um, practices, but they have similarities. So we will go over both. The body scan is a process of scanning your body from head to toe, slowly, mindfully, and allowing emotions, sensations, um, anything that you notice in different parts of your body, um, just let them come up, let them communicate to you if there is something that is trying to be communicated. For example, um, whenever I do body scans, I sense um, a lack of feeling and awareness in my hips. I have very tight hips and it's said that emotions and trauma are um, typically stored in the hips, one of the regions of the body that this is most common. And I have done so much work in bringing that awareness back to my hips and doing hip openers and stretching and so many beautiful things um, have come from that, which we can talk about that in another episode. But this body scan is going to help you be aware of maybe where there's emotion stored in your body, maybe simply where you have a little bit of pain you have a kink in your neck, you have a sore spot on your calf, maybe, you know, you worked out the day before and you didn't stretch well enough. Body skin is simply a practice that allows us to get in touch with our bodies and you don't know what could come up. It could just be a very simple practice of bringing your awareness to each part of your body and that's all it is, but there also could be very intense emotions that come up. So, of course, make sure that you are in a safe space. Um, I think it's best to do this when you are alone and you have privacy, because if something does come up, you want to give yourself permission to move through those emotions or have that conversation with yourself internally or, you know, even out loud if that helps you. The five senses exercise is really great for anyone suffering from anxiety or panic attacks. And basically what this is, is you go over all five of your senses name something that that sense is experiencing in the present moment, and it brings you back into the present reality and grounds you in your body. So for example, I'll start with what do I see? Right now I see um, a salt rock lamp, I see an aloe plant, I see a window, and I see my wall with paintings. Immediately I am brought back to this room, to the present moment, and I remind myself I'm here right now. I'm not anywhere else. I'm not in a stressful situation outside of the home. I'm not in an overwhelming place in public. I'm here. Next, what do I hear? Well, I have headphones on, so I hear the feedback of my voice in the microphone. Um, I hear the scuff of my sweater rubbing on my arm. Um, And I hear my voice beneath um, the microphones, but beneath the feedback. What do I smell? I used some um, orange essential oil to ground myself before this episode. Um, So I smell that and I smell, I have a cup of tea beside me. I I can kind of smell the herbs rising from that. What do I taste? What do I feel? So on and so forth. This is a wonderful and accessible practice that you can turn to if you are feeling overwhelming thoughts, if um, you're having... Really difficult time with emotions, or something triggered you, and maybe you don't have the ability to be alone in a space, and you just need to get in touch with your body, bring yourself back to the present moment to what's real. And these are simply two practices that are going to help you just cultivate some mindfulness, cultivate awareness of what's going on internally as well as externally, and maybe how the two are related. Discrepancies between the two, and you can clearly see okay, externally, I smell orange essential oil, and I don't even like orange essential oil. I would prefer eucalyptus. That's you know a super random example, but that's something to know. You can ask yourself, Well, why am I using orange? Oh, well, because so and so recommended orange, and you know, I want to listen to them. Well, that's great that they recommended it, but we have to listen to our own preferences, to our own bodies and um, that's honoring ourselves. Speaking of honoring ourselves, this leads us into the second subtopic of our theme today, which is identifying your truth. So again, just like the questions of who are you and who do you want to be, identifying your truth is a hefty, hefty journey that can be very simple, um, but it can also be very difficult and complex depending on where you are in your life, how your mental and emotional health is, we'll jump into the first step of identifying your truth and what that means. So identifying your truth simply means acknowledging your desires, your dreams, your emotions, your circumstances, connecting that to an idea of what an aligned life looks like, feels like, sounds like, etc. for you specifically. So identifying your truth is simply connecting with yourself and understanding who you are, what is true for you. That could be something as simple as, I prefer eating a banana with peanut butter on toast in the morning. That could be a simple truth for you and that gives insight into who you are, sometimes just as much as something like I am a creative person and I have kept myself, shielded myself from exploring that facet in my life and it has caused me a lot of pain and stifled emotions and expression. That's just as much of a truth as the bananas and peanut butter and toast in the morning. So identifying your truth, you can start small. It doesn't have to be large and esoteric and unlock some major key to the spirituality of life. It can start small. You can say, I feel uncomfortable when this happens. Or actually, I don't really want to be friends with this person. I don't feel loved. I don't feel supported. And I feel disrespected. That's a truth for you. And honoring that is one of the first steps to discovering who you are and who you want to develop into who your higher self is and as you start to acknowledge these things don't feel the need to have all of the answers to know exactly who you are inside and out and know what your purpose is because to each their own some people believe we are born with a purpose and some do not so that's a personal thing Who knows if you even have a true purpose in your world? Maybe we choose that purpose. Who knows? So don't feel the need to have all of these big questions answered. This is a process just like anything. If you can pinpoint even one or two things that feel aligned for you and you can identify as truths, lean into those and make sure that they're part of your life. The next step in identifying your truth is embracing your truth in private. Now, I want to talk about this as a second step because sometimes when we uncover something about ourselves, it can be really difficult to immediately share that with the world and make that a part of our external identity. Sometimes you have to dip your toes into an aspect of your being that maybe you've been ignoring. Maybe you didn't want to acknowledge was true. Um, whatever the case may be, it can be really difficult to be going through this process of self-discovery and immediately reflect that out to the world. Something that you can do is just taking time in private, talk to yourself about that thing, maybe journal about it, maybe talk to a friend that you feel close to and is a safe space for you to open up about that thing, but whatever it is, start slow. Just dip your toes in and start to really feel into who you are and how this impacts your being, how this impacts how you show up in the world, how this impacts your relationships, how this impacts your career, how this impacts your future. One example is I struggled with expressing myself vocally for a long time. And I realized I love to sing, I love to share my voice, but I didn't feel like I could do that openly and outwardly. Um, in public and with the world in a big way so I started singing to myself Um, on my walks to work or in the car I would just hum I started by humming and then once I felt comfortable with that I moved on to singing and soon I was walking throughout the streets of San Diego cars passing by people walking by and I was singing loud and proud and it felt wonderful it felt beautiful to express myself in that way and soon enough it went from something I did, you know, shy and anxious in a private space to something I felt comfortable doing in public. And sometimes it takes that process. Another aspect of identifying your truth is speaking and thinking in alignment. So it's one thing to declare who you are to yourself, to a group of people, to social media, to an employer, but it's another thing to truly believe and think like that person that you've declared yourself to be or as having those attributes or those priorities or values everything begins as an internal process we're speaking and thinking in alignment we are speaking out our desires and thinking wow like i can have that i can do that i am deserving of that i believe in that and that's sometimes the hardest part of it all is believing is aligning your internal dialogue with that external dialogue of who you want to be. You want to be someone who has faith that life has your back, that, that the universe, God, source, whatever you choose to consider as a higher power if you believe there is one. You want to believe that something has your back and is looking out for you, wants the best for you. Research has shown, and scientists are confirming this, that the brain is essentially a receiver and a transmitter. It emits frequencies and spectrums on the spectrum of consciousness. These frequencies directly impact our physical, tangible realities. This is why things like manifestation have become so massive, is because science Is confirming that our thoughts affect our physical realities so speaking and thinking in alignment are vital in stepping into who you are and creating that reality that reflects that we're discovering so much more about the universe energy the human brain the human body and how things aren't just matter energy thoughts frequencies affect physical matter on a massive scale if you find yourself doubting these concepts, go read. Read all the scientific journals, the books. There are so many resources to educate yourself. So, this is when we start to put pen to paper, so to speak. We're going to make an action plan because we're learning about ourselves, we're acknowledging what we actually want. We're acknowledging how we actually feel about certain people, things, situations, circumstances in our lives. And guess what? We can change them if they are not up to part with what we want for ourselves, with what we deserve. So we're going to make an action plan. And this action plan doesn't have to be extremely specific with all of the details included. It can be a general outline. So something that I like to do is I like to identify parts of myself my life my relationships um whatever maybe my goals i like to identify them put them on paper and i like to just start writing stream of consciousness what comes up when i think about these things what do i want to change what do i not like what what do i wish was different and i just let all of those thoughts pour out onto paper so they can empty from my mind to the paper and i can see them more clearly Once I can identify, okay, this is who I am, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, this is something that maybe I don't want in my life anymore, this is something that I do want to bring into my life, I make an action plan and I write down tangible actions that I can take to bring me closer to my desired reality that aligns with these truths that I'm discovering about myself and everything that we've talked about. This is where we are creating an opportunity to hold ourselves accountable. It's easy to say and think, oh, I would love to really, you know, embrace a creative career one day, and I really want to make more time for art and creativity. That's wonderful, and those are wonderful intentions to have and to speak out into the world, but For a lot of us, until we identify specific actions that we can take and maybe even schedule those actions, we aren't going to make significant progress. This is simply because of habits, routines, and our brains and our bodies trying to keep us in a place that is consistent, that is predictable, and fearing change ultimately. Not because... That change is going to bring about something that is dangerous, but simply because the unknown always signals red flags in our bodies and our brains. For this reason, making an action plan and identifying actions you can take when maybe creating small goals to focus on in the next few months, the next year, saying, I would really like to spend at least five hours sketching, creating designing um, each week to exercise my creative muscles and spend time creating. Moving on to the third subtopic today is all about labels, the benefits and detriments of labels. Labeling ourselves can be extremely helpful and beneficial in providing security, leading us to community um understanding ourselves the world other people categorizing ourselves again relating to you know finding community and being with groups of people that we relate to and resonate with and we share things in common that are important to us or that we're good at it can also give us a sense of direction labels can also be extremely detrimental Labels have the ability to put us in a box, to make us feel limited, to cater to aesthetics and trends, to other people's expectations or to past expectations that we've put on ourselves that no longer align. They can also define things as right or wrong. They can also prevent curiosity and expansion from taking form. If we label ourselves as one thing, there's a lot of power in that label. It can keep you from exploring something that doesn't necessarily, quote unquote, belong in that label. Let's say you're an artist. Let's say you're a graphic designer and you adhere to that label. Your portfolio online, your social media presence strictly conveys that you are a graphic designer. There's nothing wrong with this. And it is good to market yourself to a specific audience in a business sense but what if you've fallen in love with ceramics and you go to the ceramic studio once a week and you really want to pursue a career in ceramics, but you have attached yourself to this identity of being a graphic designer. That's what you're good at. That's what you've established yourself at. You're not going to feel a lot of room to explore the ceramics, to maybe add that to your services or to put up a, an online ceramic store there's gonna be some apprehension. You're gonna feel like you've put yourself in a little bit of a box. You might feel limited. People expect you to be a graphic designer, right? So now that you want to pursue ceramics, what are people going to think? Those could be some thoughts that go through your mind, some things that you may experience. And that's just something to consider when we label ourselves, when we explore who we are, when we think about who we want to be. Labels can be wonderful. But they can also keep us from expanding into forms that we ultimately want to take on the reality is we are limitless we have no boundaries we can be who we want to be we can pursue anything we want to pursue and creating a healthy relationship with labels giving them a sense of flexibility and maybe even patching on a label temporarily, if that helps you with whatever you're going through, that's fine. But just know that we are limitless and labels don't define us. We don't have to define ourselves or allow other people to define us. Really important to bring attention to your use of labels when it comes to your personal identity. It's also important to not be afraid to try out a new label, even if you aren't fully there yet. One way that we can use labels to help us, help our evolution and our understanding of who we are and transforming into a version of ourselves that we desire is bringing intention to your use of labels when it comes to your personal identity. It's important to not be afraid of adopting a new label even before you have fully embodied whatever you think that label entails. For example, if someone wants to be an artist, And they've been an engineer their whole life. Technically, they're already artists, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) But let's say they want to be an artist, but they feel wrong calling themselves an artist because, well, they've been an engineer their whole life and they only paint sometimes. You know, they only sketch in their little sketchbooks whenever they have downtime and, you know, it's nothing crazy. They don't have anything in museums. They don't have anything on display. They don't sell their art, whatever if this person is working hard to become better at painting and they're working every day, even if it's just 20 minutes a day working and you know maybe they hang up their paintings around their house, at what point is it fair for them to call themselves an artist? Right, that's not for anyone to decide because there is no true definition of who is qualified as an artist. At what point have you earned that title? There is no point, creating is creating. Art is art, we are who we are, I am that I am. Labels can help us. We give meaning to labels. Who are you? Who do you want to be? We first begin by creating space between our thoughts and our emotions and reality. And we create space, we become mindful, we become aware. This allows us to begin exploring our truth, exploring what is real for us. What do we want? What do we dream of? How do we feel? What do we like? What do we not like? What exists inside of you that pulses with a heartbeat so strong that you cannot deny? What is that? Make an action plan. Identify tangible actions you can take to bring these truths into your physical reality to spend time and energy on bringing them into your life where your energy goes ultimately grows if you're dabbling in labels and this comes up a lot for you in your process of understanding who you are and who you want to be bring awareness and intention to your use of labels and remember that you're limitless this journey of meeting yourself of self-discovery of uncovering what's real and true for you, it's a process. It's a long process, but it's extremely rewarding. And having people around you, a community that supports you, no matter what comes up, who only wants what's best for you, who wants you to embrace yourself fully, is so important as well. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, Lauren, I don't have that. I don't have a community. I'm scared to be who I am. I feel like people are gonna judge me. I feel like they're not gonna to wanna to be my friend. I feel like they're not going to feel like I deserve the things that I want or who am I for calling myself X, Y, Z. That That's totally valid. I have been there. Most people have been there at some point and maybe still are, but that is the beautiful part of this process. Is having faith that as you step into your truth, step into who you are, that community that aligns with you, with your values, with all of the magic that you possess, that you are beginning to unravel, they're going to come. They're on their way right now. As you step into your authenticity, there's a change in your frequency. There's a change in the way you present yourself to the world. And there's a change in the way people perceive you. The people who connect with you, who relate to you, and who want to support you, be supported by you, learn from you, learn with you, grow with you, explore the beauty of life together. Those people are going to gravitate towards you. You're going to meet them when you're in yoga class, when you step into the music store to finally start learning to play the flute. When you start that business helping single mothers, you're going to meet other single mothers. When you start designing clothes, you're going to meet people in textiles, in design, entrepreneurs. You're going to connect with them and they're going to see value in you. They're going to see your ambition. They're going to see why you care about the things that you care about and why you are the way you are. These connections that will be formed are deeper than these surface level friendships that you meet in high school because those are the people that you just happen to be around. There's nothing wrong with those friendships. Some of them turn out to be a lifetime. But as you step into your authenticity, your soul friends will emerge because your souls are connecting. Once those bonds started to form in my life, I realized they were unlike anything I had ever experienced. My interpretation and understanding of friendship completely transformed. I was amazed at the potential of human relationships. All because I started understanding who I was and who I wanted to be. My life transformed. My life became magical and my magic was unleashed. Thank you so much for joining me today and having this talk. As always, I am so grateful that you are here, that you are being brave enough to dive into essence of who you are and honor yourself in that way.